What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. What is up, you guys? And welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. This is my first episode recording after having baby Rev. And so I'm kind of trying to find my groove with everything now that he's here because I am obsessed with newborns. Like for those of you that are following my Instagram stories, you probably have noticed that I've been really quiet. I've been fully embraced in just newborn deliciousness. And this season passes so fast. And with my other four, I was able to just fully embrace and snuggle them. And I literally just hold my babies all day long. Like I never want to put them down. And eight years into building this business, I'm so grateful more than anything else that I still get to do that, that I can slow down for a season that I can fully embrace whatever's going on in life. And I can just put my time and be present where I want to be. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support, the new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. And so I want to just express my appreciation to my clients and my coaches. Obviously, I've still been showing up 
um, in some capacity, but just fully, fully, fully being right now with baby Rev and with the other kids and just in complete heaven. So I asked on my stories a few days ago, what you guys would want to hear next on the podcast, because I knew that this week I needed to record one and there was over 700 votes for birth story. And so I'm like, okay, well, this will be a fun shift, a fun little um, change of pace for the podcast. But obviously uh, the majority of our audience is our women. And I know I always love to hear the nitty gritty. I love to hear how it happened. I love to hear how it went. I love to hear the entire process. And so I'm just going to give that all to you today. So I'm going to dig in, um, with a little backstory first, because I know a lot of you guys do follow my Instagram and I was keeping you guys posted. So I felt bad because I was literally just stringing you guys along. It ended up being for like ninth to the set to the 18th for like nine days. I thought for sure. I was going into labor on March 9th and that's when it all started. Um, and baby Reb was due March 15th. So this would have been a little bit early, but not too early. And that's when I first started just go like contracting, like I was having Braxton Hicks for a long time. So it wasn't Braxton Hicks. They were like real contractions. They were getting stronger. They were consistent they happened on their own. Like I wasn't doing anything to like naturally induce or whatever. And I, and I had never done that previously. So any, with my other four babies, when I started having real contractions, I went into labor. So before I dig into, I guess how it happened with Rev a little, little before story, just cause I get asked questions about this. Um, with Johnny, with my first, I was induced and I got an epidural that went great with Knox. I, the, the hospital that I had Knox at, they didn't even do epidurals. I had them in Montana and they didn't even do epidurals at the hospital. So I'm like, okay. So I went into Knox's birth wanting to go unmedicated. And then what happened was, and I will dig into this And this is why I wanted to share it with you. What happened was I was contracting pretty heavily, um, actually really heavily, like really strong, intense contractions. And when the nurse checked me again, she told me that I had not dilated at all for probably since like two hours of contractions. And then she told me I had not progressed. And at that point, mentally, I was like, JD, I cannot deal. I can't handle more of this. If what I just went through is not even progressing me. And so I kind of just mentally shut down and was like, I'll, I'll get an intrathecal, which is basically a shot, like a one dose of pain medication. Um, instead of like, you know how the epidural is like an IV drip and it's constant. The intrathecal is a one shot. It lasts for a certain amount of time and then you're good. So at that point, when she checked me again and I had not progressed, I was like, babe, no way. Give me the intrathecal. I can't do this. And so by the time the doctor came in or the anesthetist or whoever did the shot, by the time he came in, when I was sitting up to do the shot, I'm like, there is so much pressure. Like I can hardly sit up right now for you to do this shot. And they're like, oh no, you're fine. Blah, blah, blah. So he gives me the shot. I lay down, the doctor checks me and I was at like an eight. I'm like, are you kidding me? So that was a whole nother story. 
I was really bitter about that because I feel like the nurse, I don't know if she was wrong or not, but just mentally, for those of you that have gone through labor and delivery unmedicated, you know what a mental game it is. It is like mental mindset through and through. And at that point I had never done it before. And I was just like, bam, no way, Jose, not going to happen. I can't do it. And so I was kind of just mad at the situation because I was so close at that point and whatever, but the delivery went well and it was great. Um, after the entropy goal, it was fast. So that happened with Knox. My third was Brig and I did um, have him unmedicated and by choice, I like fully went into it game on, like, let's do this. I want to fully experience this. I want to know that I can do this, that I can, like, I just wanted to prove to myself for some reason that I, I could experience that fully. And I wanted to understand what it felt like to go through labor and delivery unmedicated. And one of the books that helped me so much to get prepared for that was the, um, gosh, now I can't even remember what it's called. Natural. Is it the natural? I should have written this down is the Ina Bay, Ina May Garten, I think is her name, but now I'm questioning that too. Um, and it was one of her books all about natural childbirth. And it was the first part of the book is sharing. I'll put it in the blog post and in the show notes in case I got that wrong. But the first part of the story is birth stories, like just complete birth stories. And then the second part is like information, what your body's going through, how to prepare, what like, so you fully understand what is happening and how to just go through it and create this beautiful experience versus like this painful, whatever. It's just a mindset shift. And it was, it helped me so much. So I did have Brig unmedicated. Um, everything was great. So empowering. And then with Finley, I was induced again. So Johnny, I was induced and then Finley, I was induced and I did have an epidural with Finley and it was great. Labor and delivery was great. And then I got a spinal headache from hell. You guys, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And then as soon as I shared that I had a spinal headache, it was insane to me how many women reached out and were like, Oh my gosh, that happened to me too. It's dreadful. Oh my gosh. That happened to my sister. Oh my gosh. I'm like, why did no one tell me about this? Um, I, maybe I should have done research and whatever. I just didn't, I just didn't look up all the bad things that could happen. I just, am, I'm just not that type of person where I just want to know all the, all the things that could happen because I'm just an optimist. And I'm like, no, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. And I had a great experience with Johnny with my epidural. And so I had a spinal headache. I could have gotten a blood patch, which can possibly help. It doesn't always help, but it can possibly, um, make it go away. And I honestly just was not willing to let that same anesthesiologist do this blood patch. I'm like, I don't trust him. I don't, I was just in that place where I'm like, I'm just going to wait this out. And it ended up lingering for literally like, I can't remember if it was six or seven weeks, six or seven weeks, you guys. And what happens when you have a spinal headache is when you're laying down and there's no pressure, um, you're fine. You don't have a headache at all. You feel totally fine. The second you sit up 
and are upright, you have this, it's like migraine intense headache. And I learned over the weeks how to kind of lessen it with energize and Tylenol. And I was able to kind of get through it those last few weeks and kind of, and start to get up and like be a human again. But those first few weeks, I literally could not hardly sit up. It was so dreadful. So we were going to be done after Finn. We thought we were done with Finley. I did not even think twice about like, oh, if we have another kid, what am I going to do? We were just, we thought we were done after four. And then I just kept feeling like there might be another. I kept feeling like our family wasn't quite complete. All of my kids would, would be with us and we would be somewhere doing something. And I would be like, where is so-and-so? Like, I would feel like one of my kids was missing. And I'm like, what in the crap? All of my kids are here. Why do I feel like this? And so finally I talked to JD and I knew JD was like, done, done, done. Like he multiple times was like, Hey babe, do you care if I go get fixed? And I was like, babe, just not yet. I'm not ready yet. Just hold on. He was done. And so I'm like, one day I finally just felt like I needed to talk to him about it. And I'm like, babe, I just keep having these feelings that there's another baby. Like, I feel like we're just not complete yet. And he was like, and I was like crying. Cause I was so scared to tell him because I knew how done he was. And so he was like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I'll be honest. I just have, I just haven't even prayed about it. I haven't even asked Heavenly father if we're done or not. Cause I really didn't want to get his answer. And I'm like, well, looks like you better, you better go have a conversation. And so of course he prayed about it and just kind of had the same feeling like, well, we'll see what happens. Not any sort of closure with our family or anything like that. And so he's like, let's just see what happens. And within the next couple months, we were pregnant with Rev. And honestly, it's so crazy because I was so emotionally done. Like I wanted to be done at four. That's always, we had always said, we're going to have four kids. We had two and two. They were healthy. They were happy. I was like, okay, why do I not feel content and complete with this? And now that Rev is here, it's just so crazy. And this makes me emotional. It's so crazy to think, how could we not have him? Like, how could, how could we not have him as a part of our family? And I can just picture him like up in heaven, mom, (laughs) I'm still waiting to come down. I'm still waiting. Like, don't close the shop yet, you know? And it's just, it's been such a sweet first 13 days with him and our family and such a blessing. So to anyone feeling that nudge, just, (laughs) just go with it. If you feel the nudge, I feel like it's definitely there for a reason. And I thank my heavenly father every single day that he kept reminding me and he kept urging me like, don't be done yet. Like you're not, you're not done. Don't close the doors yet because he's been such a blessing, but okay. So that's the backstory for why I wanted to go unmedicated with Rev. Like I got lots of questions. Like, why would you do that when you could be pain-free with an epidural? And I'm not like for or against, I'm not, I'm like 
for do what you want to do, mama, have a healthy baby, do whatever's best for you. I've obviously done like everything in between epidural, intrathecal, unmedicated, um, obviously besides having a C-section. And when I found out that I was pregnant with Rev, (laughs) I was like, okay, so having Brig was the most empowering, incredible experience, but it was so freaking painful also. Like there's just, you just can't even explain. Like you can't even explain that those last, like that last half hour or whatever. And so that is why I chose to have an epidural with Finn. Cause I was like, well, I've done it. I went through it. I experienced it. I'm just going to get an epidural with Finn and, and make it like a peaceful experience. And honestly, the labor and delivery was great. It was really wonderful, really wonderful until I got the spinal headache. So with that, when I found out I was pregnant with Rev, I was like, okay, we're going unmedicated again. I'm like, I'm not even going to risk it. Even if I have to endure that unmedicated delivery again, it's not worth the week, the weeks of the spinal headache, if even the chance of that. And so that's what I decided. And basically what I've learned is it is completely mindset. It's a mindset thing, right? So when I've had some women reach out and be like, how did you prepare mentally more than anything else, shifting the idea from pain and all of that stuff that we correlate contractions with, um, pain and all of that stuff more like pressure and intensity and understanding that it's working with your body instead of resisting it. And all of those things helped immensely. And you honestly have to go into it. And I'm always like hundred percent committed unless medically, I obviously need something else. Like if, if I needed to get an epidural for whatever, I would have absolutely gotten one for health reasons. Like if the baby wasn't doing well or whatever, but as long as everything was going well, I knew that pain was not going to be the reason that I chose to get an epidural. And so going into it, just hundred percent committed, I had to be at that point. Like if you leave an ounce of leeway for, well, if it gets bad enough, I'll get it. You'll get it because I can promise you it will get bad enough. Um, in those moments of like when it's getting so close. So for the full process of how, um, little Revy boy got here, like I mentioned, March 9th, that is when I started contracting all day off and on very consistently though. And honestly, that's when I shared in my stories, like, I think today's the day, blah, 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 because prior to rev, I had never had strong contractions and not gone into labor. So I just thought, Oh, my body's like, it's go time. Here we go. So they were off and on. I even had my doula come over and help me through some of the contractions and get prepared and whatever. And then they just stopped that night. They just stopped. I was like, what in the world? So that's when everything started March 10th. Um, I went into an appointment. Okay. So this is, this is when things started to get a little bit like, eh, cause before I was like, I'm def- I'm just going to let it roll. I'm going to let things happen how they do. I'm not going to like try anything to in- induce labor, like from home and whatever. And cause I always get antsy at the end and I always start to like, want to get things rolling, you know? And so March 10th, the next day I went into an appointment and my midwife 
was like, okay, well, you're at a three. So I had progressed just a little bit. You're at a three, you're 80% effaced. We'll see how things go. Oh, but PS, she goes, I'm going to be out of town. So I was due the following Monday. Okay. So this was Wednesday. I was due the following Monday. I'm going to be out of town from tomorrow night, from Thursday night to Sunday night. And my midwife partner, who's also awesome, who I would have totally trusted to deliver me and help me labor and whatever. She got in a snowmobile accident in Island park and she's out of commission. Like she's healthy, fine, but out of commission, she can't deliver. So if you do go into labor anytime between tomorrow and Sunday, you're going to have the doctor and he's basically just going to show up and deliver you. And you're kind of on your own. So at that point, that is when I was like, Oh, shizzle my nizzle. Like, wait a sec, because I wanted a doula to come help me labor, but with COVID restrictions, she couldn't. And so it was just going to be JD and I, but I felt confident that the midwife was going to be there and she could help me through it. And I would be okay with all the unmedicated laboring and stuff. And then all of a sudden she throws me this curveball and was like, Oh, PS, I'm not going to be there. And so kind of like, good luck. If you go into labor, you'll have the doctor deliver and he's great, but you're on your own for the laboring process. And at that point, that is when I was like, okay, my body was just laboring yesterday. It's clearly like getting things rolling. Let's just see if we can get the ball moving and I can have this baby before she leaves. So at that point, that is when I literally, like I went into my stories and I was like, tell me what worked for you. I will literally do all the things. And you guys, I'm not kidding you. We tried all the things from that Wednesday to, I didn't end up having Rev until the following Thursday. I tried castor oil. I tried the bath with essential oil blend with clary sage. I tried raspberry leaf tea. I tried spicy food, pineapple, walks, stairs, sex, nipple stimulation, bouncing and rolling on the exercise ball. Like literally all the things that everyone sweared was the thing that worked for them. And none of them put me into real labor. Of course they got me contracting. They hopefully progressed me in some way, but they didn't put me into actual labor. And so I woke up on the 11th And that's when I shared in my stories, like you guys, I'm 99.7% sure this is it. And same thing, heavy contractions, intensified, labored for like, mm, probably like eight hours and then lost my mucus plug that day. Sorry, TMI, but that's what happened that day. And then they just stopped like that afternoon. And I'm like, what in the world? I was feeling so frustrated. And at that point I was like, okay we've made it this far. Like we're already close enough. So we, we got through the Sunday mark, right? That's when my midwife would be back. And so I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to let it happen because she's back whenever it happens, it it happens. And I thought for sure it'd be the next couple days. So my parents get into town that gosh, when did they get there? Probably that maybe that Friday, that Friday before I was due. So I was due the 15th. They got there the Friday before And I was like, okay, anytime, this will be great. I can go into labor anytime. And I literally just continued to have these off and on contractions, off and on contractions, nothing super intense. My due date comes and goes, it gets to the following Wednesday, which would have been two days after my due date. 
And that is when I told my midwife, like, okay, we got to have this baby. Cause at that point, my parents came in from Virginia and they were leaving the following Sunday, like that, the week of that Sunday. And I'm like, they have come all the way out here and they're not even going to be able to meet their grandbaby if I do not have him. And I was just feeling that like outside pressure, that outside stress. Okay. So my, my parents were there, they were going to have to leave. And so that externally was just like stressing me out. I really wanted them to be able to meet their grandbaby before they headed back to Virginia. And I knew that they couldn't go to the hospital because of COVID constrictions. So, so we are COVID restrictions. So we had to have the baby and be healthy enough to get home before they left. And so I was like, just stressing out at that point. So on Wednesday, the 17th, which was two days after my due date, I had another appointment with my midwife and was like, okay, we got to like, get this ball rolling. I want to have this baby. I'm ready to have this baby. I also know that I'm going unmedicated and I really don't want him to get ginormous. Cause that will just make it a whole nother level of awesome. <laughs> And so she's like, all right, let's do it. So she's like, I'll strip your membranes. And regardless of what happens, let's schedule an induction tomorrow morning to just break your water. I'm like, I really don't want to do Pitocin. I don't want to deal with that. If we can avoid it, then great. And so, cause I just really, 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 regardless wanted to continue my original plan of going unmedicated and experiencing that. And so thankfully Wednesday, the 17th, she stripped my membranes. I started to contract that afternoon off and on. And by 1 AM, I started, they started waking me up. They were more painful than they had ever been. They were more intense. They were pretty consistent, um, right around 10 minutes. So nothing close that would have made me go to the hospital, but they were definitely consistent and they were intense. And so around two 30, I got up, packed the rest of my hospital bags, got everything ready. And was like, regardless, we're going in the morning because she's going to break my water. So I knew it was go time, but I was super excited to know that my body was actually going, that we were rolling and that I wasn't going to have to just like manufacture this labor and then do it as naturally as possible. And so four 30, um, I woke up because they were too intense to sleep through anymore. And then I called the hospital around five 30. They told me to come around six 30 to get induced. And so we continued to labor at home, contract, get to the hospital around six 45. And since Brig Brig actually got group B, I always tested negative for group B and then Brig somehow was positive. And so that was why he was in the NICU for a week. So with Finley, and then also with this baby, I have, I had to get antibiotics for it, even though I tested negative just to prevent anything from happening. And the antibiotics take about an hour. And so I get to the hospital, get checked in. I'm still contracting, um, probably about eight minutes apart at this point. And they get my IV in. the nurse gets my IV in. she gets my antibiotics going and they start to monitor the baby. And is that the most precious sound, just hearing their heartbeat. And then just knowing that it's like, you're going to meet them so soon. It's just such a soothing, soothing sound. I just love it. So anyways, they're monitoring the baby while I'm, while I'm getting my antibiotics, since that was the only time I really planned to be on the bed until I was having the baby and everything was going well. She comes in at eight 30 to break my water, my midwife. 
And we thought she did, but she didn't, it didn't actually end up breaking. So I continued to contract and they actually picked up a little bit, which is why I thought there wasn't like this gush of water or anything, but I didn't, wasn't paying attention. I was like, well, maybe it's trickling or whatever. So my contractions picked up a bit and I thought she had broke my water because of that, but she came back in at 9.06 AM and was like, let's make sure that your water broke. Cause I'm not really sure if we got it and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope, it's still intact. We need to do it again. So she broke my water for real at 9.06 AM and literally like within minutes, my contraction started picking up even more. And so I'm like, okay, now it's go time. And I still had about 20 minutes left um, of the antibiotics because it takes about an hour. So I, they were still monitoring the baby at that point to make sure that after the water breaking, everything was okay. He was still breathing well, the heartbeat was strong and everything looked good and the antibiotics finished up. So at that point, that's when I decided to just get up and labor. So I stayed in my room and I literally, the best thing for me through the contractions was just standing and rocking. I don't know why that felt the best for me, but I would lean on JD through some of them. I did use the, like the birthing ball or the exercise ball for some, but that when I was sitting still felt a lot of pressure. I think he was really, really low at that point. So it didn't really feel that awesome. Sometimes I would lean on the ball, but what felt the best was just standing and rocking through the contractions and they started to get intense pretty quick. And they were like one on top of the other. And I probably labored in my room, just kind of walking around, talking to JD for about 45 minutes. And I still hadn't gone to the bathroom. I'm like trying to whisper this because that's embarrassing, but I still hadn't gone number two. And that totally stresses me out for any of you women that have delivered. That's like always been one of my biggest, like, I just really want to make sure I'm all cleared out before <laughs> I push this baby out. And at that point I hadn't gone to the bathroom that morning. So I was like, JD, what am I going to do? I was super stressing out. And thankfully I was able to go to the bathroom at that point. And <laughs> I was so, at, and that was like when I was mentally like, okay, game on, let's go. Like we're ready now. It's that's embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, and so I was laboring for quick time out from the show to let you know that I am looking for the next women that I'm going to mentor on my team. This is within team beach body. We get to lock arms together. I get to be your mentor, building a business, working on your health goals and empowering others. So if you are someone who would love to get healthier, who loves prioritizing, working out and eating well and sharing your story on social media and being a light and uplifting others and would love a way to make extra income, even if it's alongside a full-time career or in the cracks of motherhood, whatever it is, you can build this in a way that feels best to you. So if you want to work with me closely to grow as a person, to become a better mother, to become a better wife, to become a more empowered human being, that is literally what we do every single day. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what we do as coaches. You already know what it looks like to be a successful coach, because that's what I share just my life. And that is what I do. And I would love to help more women have an opportunity to literally transform your health, transform your mindset, transform your community of people that you're surrounded with 
and be able to transform your financial opportunity with this business. I can't wait to chat with you. If you want some more info about it, go to micafulsomfit.com slash transform your life. Put in your email. I will be able to send you all of the nitty gritty deets. And if you want to chat one-on-one with me, I am an open book. Ask me all the questions. Tell me your fears. Tell me your reservations. Ask me if you'd be a good fit. I will be honest with you. I can promise you that. So shoot me a message at Micah Folsom Fit and we can chat there. I cannot wait to work with you. About 45 minutes. And then I told the nurse that I wanted to take a bath. I wanted to just labor in the bath for a little while. Cause I just felt like that was super soothing with Brig and literally the tub was right next to my room. So I was so grateful for that. It was next door. So she's like, okay, I'll go fill it up and I'll tell you when it's ready. So she comes in a few minutes later and the contractions were strong at that point. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get through a little bit longer. And then we'll see how it goes. I sat in the tub for two contractions and I was like, so uncomfortable. I'm like, there is so much pressure. And I told the nurse, I'm like, we might need to call Marie. My midwife had left at that point. And she was just going to come back around noon to check and see how everything was going. And at that point it was, I don't know, probably like nine 45 in the morning and maybe 10, probably 10 at that point. And I'm like, I feel so much pressure. So she's like, do you want me to check you? Let's go into the room and, and I'll check you. And I was going through another contraction. And I think she could tell at that point, like these were the real deal. So she's like, I'll just check you right here. So she checked me in the bath and she's like, okay, you're a good six at least let's go ahead and go get the delivery table ready. Do you want to get out? And I'm like, yeah, I want to get out. It just wasn't comfortable anymore to be in the bath. And I contracted a couple times, literally next door going to the room. They were on top of each other at that point, like barely any time in between. And I, at that point was like, it is happening fast. Like it is like, it's going to be go time quick, call my midwife, get her here. I could tell that I was starting to enter transition and everything was really happening. And so when I got back to the room, I laid on the bed on my side with the peanut ball and went through a couple more contractions and was like, just wanting to be, that was the moment where I wanted to be anywhere else than in that moment in my body, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I just wanted it to be over. So I told like, and they could tell I was like really, really struggling through these contractions. And she's like, let me check you again. And she's like, Oh yeah, you're complete. So between the bath laboring or having a couple contractions on my way back to the room, a couple contractions on the bed, I went from a six to a 10. And it was like within minutes. And so she's like, your midwife is on her way. A few more nurses came in just in case. And they're like, if you need to push this baby out, you can, we'll be okay. We'll be able to handle it. And I was just a little bit nervous about that. So I contracted a couple more times while I was fully complete and wanted to push. And that was really hard because at that point, for any of you that have gone through an unmedicated labor you know that it feels good at that point to push, even though you're in so much pain and you have that intensity and that pressure, it feels so good to be able to push the baby out. And so I kind of had to hold back and that was really hard. And then she literally walked in the door and was like, all right, let's have this baby. 
the head was there. I pushed the head out and then she's like, breathe, 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 breathe. I breathed the baby out and then did one final push to get his shoulders. And he was on my chest by 10 56 AM. So water broke at nine Oh six delivered rev at 10 56. And it was the most incredible, like exhilarating experience ever. I can't even express the emotions. And I shared some pictures right after that JD got, and I was literally just like, so relieved that that was over. Like so relieved that that was behind me. Like, Oh, that feeling is just so incredible, but also so empowering that you just birthed this human. And it's just the most incredible experience. So thankfully he was healthy. He was eight pounds, four ounces and 21 and a half inches long. So he's just a long little guy and he was healthy. Everything was good. He latched on and nursed, I mean, within minutes of being born and his nurse, like a champ ever since. And it was just such a blessing. And so that was Thursday. I was able to be in the hospital for 24 hours and then checked out. So I was able to get home by Friday and my parents were able to meet him, my brother and his girlfriend. And I was just so incredibly grateful that we were able to have him, that everything went smoothly and that when it did actually happen, it was so fast, so intense, but so fast and so exhilarating and just so Uh, it's just such a miracle. Birth is such a miraculous experience. And every single time I've gone through it has been a different experience, but so incredible. And so thankfully recovery has been going well. I mean, obviously after, regardless, after you have a baby, you kind of feel like you got hit by a semi truck for a couple days and you're like, what did I just go through? But when you really think about what you just went through, like, it's amazing. You can even feel that good. So I just rested up. I honestly, so we're 13 days postpartum right now as I'm recording this and I feel great. I feel so good. I feel like with the natural births or with the, with the unmedicated births, my body just kind of bounces back. It's like, oh, I remember how I'm supposed to feel. And after you get through the engorgement with your milk coming in and your your bottom gets to heal up and all that stuff. You just kind of feel human again. And you're like, Oh, I can do life. And so I just want to remind you to, to give yourself so much grace. Those first few weeks after having a baby mamas, Oh my gosh, give yourself so much grace with whatever you need to take care of yourself mentally physically, emotionally, all of those things are so important. So get the sleep when you can ask for help when you need it, accept the help that people offer. My friend, Sam came over, um, a few days after, and this makes me emotional too, because she's such a sweetheart, but a few days after I had him and she brought our family dinner and my family had already left because they had to go back home. And so that was like, Oh, life is happening. We're kind of on our own for a sec. JD's mom ended up coming the next day, but she wasn't there yet. And, um, Sam came and brought us 
dinner that night. And then as I'm sitting with Rev, she literally just like starts picking up my house, (laughs) just starts picking up my kitchen and picking up the kids room and picking up my bedroom. And like, I was like, stop it. But at the same time, don't (laughs) because you are such an angel right now. And I, that was really humbling for me because I've always been a person like I can do it. I can handle it all. But in that moment, I was like, I really can't, like, I really can't do it all or handle it all. So the house was one area where I was like, it's fine. If it's a little, if it's a little dirty right now, like it's fine, we'll get through it. And she just came and picked it all up. And I was so grateful. So moms accept the help, accept it. People want to help you. They're there to support you in any way. So don't be afraid to ask either. And if you're on the other end, that was such an eye opener to me. Cause I was like, oh gosh, this is exactly what I need to do. Cause you're always a little bit uncomfortable. Like I want to help, but I don't know if I'm going to be like overstepping and I just help. If you feel the urge to serve someone, go serve them because it is it was such a blessing to have her just show up and be a little fairy in my house. Um, but I am just so, so grateful to have him and to be on the other side of delivery at this point and to have experienced that. And I'm so grateful for all of the love and support that you guys have given us over the past couple of weeks. I mean, so many encouraging messages, so many sweet comments, and I've been trying to keep up with them, but at the same time, not killing myself over keeping up with every single one of them because it just becomes a lot. But I wanted to just say how much love we feel from you guys and are so grateful and appreciative. And we will continue to share Um, our journey and the postpartum journey is just starting. And I know I can't work out for a little bit longer and I'm allowing my body to just fully rest and recover, but I have this week started to get back on track with nutrition and done what I know works and just really just more for myself to feel good again. It just so feels so good to take control of a little aspect of your health journey and to feel empowered in that sense. And so that support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's what I'm actually going to be talking about on the episode next week is my game plan for nutrition 
and tips and tricks that have worked for me with breastfeeding and still losing the baby weight and what that looks like. And cause I have gotten some questions about that too. So I want to make sure that I give you guys that value as well and fill you in on the game plan and the postpartum journey that lies ahead for us. So thank you again for being a part of this. I'm so grateful for you guys for the support and we will see you back here next week. Bye you guys. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.